We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, part two of today's midweek rundown is going to focus on the Notre Dame defense and the task they have uh, in regard to slowing down Brennan Armstrong. And when you look at this NC State football team, one of the tasks that Robert and I and Dave Dorn and the rest of the offensive staff, Dave Dorn is the head football coach at NC State, Robert and I is the offensive coordinator at NC State. But one of the tasks that they have in this matchup is they're going to have to slow down Brennan Armstrong. One of the ta- that's what Notre Dame has to do. But one of the tasks, the the big picture task, and the reason that stopping Brennan Armstrong is so important is because the rest of the offense at NC State's just not as good as it's been in the past. And that's going to be the task for Robert and I and Dave Dorn and the rest of the staff in future seasons is recruiting better talent at the skill positions. And NC State has quality skill. Don't get me wrong. These aren't a bunch of stiffs out there running around. But it's, I mean, remember, this is a school that produced Torrey Holt, right? Like, this is a school that's produced uh, recent season Naheem Hines, who was a, a really explosive running back. But this is a school that has produced some really quality skill players over the years. And they just don't have that right now, if we're, if we're being honest. They just don't have that kind of impact pass catcher that they've had you know they had a mecca measy a couple years ago in 2021 he's a really good football player uh you know this is a school that had kelvin Harmon a few years ago and jacoby myers in 2018 they were a really dynamic one-two punch at wide receiver they just they had jalen samuels a few years ago who's a really explosive athlete not not a necessarily a great football player but at least an explosive explosive athlete and they just don't have that kind of guy in my opinion on this football team at nc state so uh, they've got quality guys. They just don't have that really, really impact guy. And so uh, you look at the running game, especially it's, it's not, there's, there's not a lot of, in my opinion, talent there either. Uh, it's again, it's quality players. I don't want to act like these guys are stiffs, but it's, it's quality players, but nothing, you know, nothing that should scare you just from the talent of that player, right? It's just, you know, quality backs uh, that if the offensive line does their job, they're going to be pretty good. Right. And they're, excuse me, they're going to be pretty productive, but there's no guy that you look and say, boy, if we don't, if we don't do this, this guy's going to destroy us because he's such a great player. It, it isn't that really what it comes down to the guy that really can scare you, that can put some, some, 
I don't say fear because you're Notre Dame. You shouldn't fear anyone. But the guy that can give you the most matchup problems when it comes down to it is quarterback Brennan Armstrong. And the key for Notre Dame is going to be how do you defend Brennan Armstrong? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Football season is upon us, which means my schedule is ramping up even more than normal. And it makes it a lot harder to spend as much time cooking and preparing meals as I want and need. And eating healthy can be especially challenging. That's why I'm looking forward to getting ramped up with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, which can help me fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to my door. With Factor, you can skip the extra trip to the grocery store and save a lot of time on food prep, but you don't have to miss out on the flavor. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to go in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then we can get back to work. And you can choose from over 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals. You can level up and get Gourmet Plus options and treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. There are also lunch-to-go options and Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. And you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of over 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like the delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and more. You can also try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. This September, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. And they have a great deal for Irish Breakdown listeners. Head to factor.com slash irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com forward slash irish50 to get 50% off. Try it and enjoy. And there's really a couple ways to do it. And and I'm going to kind of dive into some of my thoughts on, on how to defend Brennan Armstrong. And I'm going to address one thing that a lot of people talk about that I, that I personally don't like, and that is using a spy. And I'm going to talk about the LSU Florida State game. And this is not a, you know, Brian Kelly rant. It's a, let's talk about what you watch that game. Did you guys see the production that Harold Perkins had in that game? Right. Harold Perkins is one of the most dynamic athletes in all of college football. Uh, Last season as a true freshman, Harold Perkins had 73 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, and eight and a half sacks. He had another 14 hurries. 
and and last season also uh, or this season against Wake against Florida State, Harold Perkins had five tackles, no tackles for loss, no sacks, no hurries. He was essentially taken out of the game by the LSU coaching staff. They used him as a spy for Jordan Armstrong. So what happened? Did did Jordan Armstrong go off running the football in that game? No, he didn't. He didn't really go off in that game. He had 38 yards on seven carries. It's a decent, decent day. But guess what happened? They 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 lost their best pass rusher. And so in the second half, and Florida State was able to find some passing, some pass game matchups that allowed them to just rip LSU apart. And Jordan Armstrong in that game went 23 of, or excuse me, Jordan Travis in that game went 23 of 31 for 74.2% completion rate. He threw for 342 yards and four touchdowns in that game. That's an exceptional, that's exceptional production for him. I'm, I'm looking in the past. I think uh, the bowl game from Oklahoma last year, Georgia Tech, uh, those are the only times he's thrown for that many yards. If I'm looking at it correctly here, that's his third highest ever yards in a game and that's against supposedly a really good LSU defense and his four touchdown passes was a career high for Jordan Travis in that game and a big part of that was you took one of your best athletes your most explosive athlete and you took him out of the game to spy the quarterback and to me I'm not a big fan of that I'm really not I I don't think that that works as a overall strategy now are there situations where I would say in this particular situation, would I have a middle of the field spy? Yes, I would. Those are in third and longs. If you're in a third and nine plus, I would have a middle linebacker that kind of drops at like 10, 11, 12 yards and just kind of stays there to, to help protect against some of the end stuff. But he's also king on the quarterback. So I would do things to kind of you know protect your outside with your front, but then have one of your linebackers who's going to be athletic, whether it's Jalen Sneed or Maris Luafau or J.D. Bertrand or Jack Kaiser. They're all they all run well enough. Jaden Osbury, Drake Bowen, they all run well enough uh, to to catch Brendan Armstrong. Those are situations. Say sure, do us have a spy there. I do not believe in having a spy. Uh, defending the quarterback on first and second down, third and medium, and those type of things. Because what you're going to do is you're going to then open up other throwing lane matchups. You're going to then eliminate your ability to pressure the quarterback in those games. And 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 to me, that's something that it, it could could really prove detrimental in this game uh, for Notre Dame if they're able to allow Brendan Armstrong to get comfortable in the pocket. Because one of my keys to success is actually keeping Brendan Armstrong in the pocket. But if you're keeping him in the pocket, but you're just taking away one of your defenders to just spy on him, then you've created, you've eliminated some of the advantages that you have by keeping Brennan Armstrong in the pocket. Now, I, I'm not someone who believes Brennan Armstrong is a bad quarterback from the pocket. I've just always felt, having broken him down over the years, that he's just more dynamic when he's moving around. And when when you have to fear or respect his ability to scramble around and throw the football over your head. He's been very, very effective in those situations during his career. He's a guy to me that um, is – actually, I'll kind of show you some numbers. Actually, let me find the 2021 season when he was uh, at his best. That 2021 season, that's the year that Brendan Armstrong threw for over 4,000 yards, had 31 touchdowns. 
but when you look at Brandon Armstrong that season, when he had a when he had a clean pocket, he threw for thirty eight hundred yards and twenty eight touchdowns, and that's that's great, right? That's very 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 good. But he also threw ten picks, according to Pro Football Focus. He had twenty nine batted balls. He had fifteen turnover worthy throws, right? And those are, in my opinion, pretty high numbers. If you if you really break it down and, and look at the, the the production that he's got that he had that season, he also had some very dynamic pass catchers that sitting in the pocket could could allow him to be effective. Now, when he was pressured, he dropped all the way down to 45.1% completion rate and he only averaged 6.6 yards per attempt, only threw three touchdowns that season when he was uh when he was when he was pressured. And so when you when you look at to me the the and you break the film down, you see a guy that does a lot of different things when he's moving around and, and able to buy time in the pocket. And when he's starting to scramble around, he starts running, he starts moving the chains and that gets you to have to bite up and then all of a sudden he's throwing it over your head. So to me, the big key for me is, again, in this particular matchup, this wouldn't have worked as well in 2021 because he had way better weapons. But in this particular matchup, Notre Dame holds the skill advantage on the outside. At least they should, right? And so to me, it's a it's one of those games where if you start heating him up on early downs, if you, if you have a, a heavy blitz package against NC State, my fear is that now it could work. And if and if the blitzes are hitting home and they're getting to the running backs and getting to the quarterback, that's great. That's great. It, 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 but here's the danger. If they don't hit home, Brandon Armstrong can rip you up with his legs and his arm. And that's the that's the concern for me is if you're going to be a heavy first and second down blitz team and you don't get to the quarterback, you're you're going to have a hard time keeping containing Brandon Armstrong because there's going to be the pressure line which is your D-line and linebackers that are coming. And then it's everybody else that's bailed. And there's that big open zone in between. And that's just the nature of, of, of the pressures that you're going to bring. And if he gets through that first level, then he's going to rip you up. And that's what we saw in past years uh, to a degree last season, but even more so in previous seasons uh, under, under Clark Lee is when the quarterback would kind of get out of, you know, kind of get to that first line they had a hard time getting to him. And Brendan Armstrong's the kind of guy that in space can give you some problems. So to me, step one for Notre Dame is containing Brendan Armstrong and, and just keeping him in the pocket and forcing his wide receivers to beat your defensive backs. That That's going to be the second part is if you keep him in the pocket and he can't move the chains and extend drives with his legs, it now comes down to are their DB, are their receivers better than your DBs? And the reality is they're not. So as long as Notre Dame's defensive backs play to their potential, they should be able to keep the receivers and tight ends in check. Now, if there are missed assignments and those type of things, sure, that becomes a problem. But if Notre Dame plays clean on the back end and Brendan Armstrong's kept in the pocket and he can't run around and scramble, it's going to make them less effective and less efficient in the pass game. And it's going to make them it's going to be make it harder for NC State to move the chains. And so to me, I'm actually someone who believes in having a game plan where your goal is to pressure the quarterback with your front. I'm a big believer in that. And and I believe that Notre Dame this year has the athleticism up front to do that. They also have the size up front to be able to do that with Riley Mills up the middle, Jason Onye, those kind of guys, and then athletically with Howard Cross to be able to get into the backfield to where if the pressure can come up the middle, then you force Brennan Armstrong out as long as your defensive ends can do a better job of contain than they did last week then he's going to have some problems. So step one to me is, is allowing your defensive line to, to be your first line of defense, you know, pun intended, 
when it comes to the pass game. And that allows you to use your linebackers to drop underneath quick routes, which takes away the quick game. Robert and I like to throw a lot of quick game. Uh, you get a chance to take a lot of that away if you're able to get after the quarterback with your front four. And that's going to be a big part of, of being able to have success in, you know, against this, this uh, NC State offense. When you look at, for example, uh, Brennan Armstrong's production in 2021, he, th- he completed 37 deep balls. Those are passes uh, 10 yards or, or 20 yards or more. Uh, if you look at other aspects of it, the intermediate pass game, that season, uh, he was uh, eleven to nine, actually for profitable focus is ten to nineteen. Uh, it's he was um, he completed ninety four passes for sixteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns, four picks. Uh, in the quick game, Brendan Armstrong was very productive. He completed one hundred and forty two passes, thirteen hundred yards, eight touchdowns, and he had another three hundred ten yards and four touchdowns on stuff behind the line of scrimmage. So Robert and I likes to attack the intermediate stuff. I mean, he's going to get the ball down the field. Don't 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 confuse that and they like to have big plays but they were able to be successful throwing the ball down the field in 2021 because they had Dontavian Wicks they had Jelani um why do I keep forgetting that kid's name from from Virginia I did this yesterday as well give me a second I'm gonna find that kid's name he's big tall Jelani Woods right isn't that his name uh let's see here yeah Jelani Woods you had Katoan Thompson you had Billy Kemp Rayshon Henry they had five receivers that year had over 500 yards NC State doesn't have that kind of talent at wide receiver in my opinion. So I don't think that they can can gash you as much with that part of their game. So to me, keeping him in the pocket, letting the D-line be that first line of defense, then when you do trigger linebackers, what I thought worked uh, against, NC, against North Carolina last year, which I thought was very effective, is a lot of their pressures would kind of come up the middle. And even when they would like show outside pressure with Maris, but then he would twist inside. And and so then then um, Drake may would step into the pocket and then there's a linebacker coming up the middle to kind of bring that pressure. And and they didn't have the same lack of inside contain issues that they had in the past. And of course, part of that contain is just your D tackles can't run past the quarterback, right? And your defensive ends have to be able to get off blocks better than they did this past week. But adding that extra interior guy, I think helps keep some of that. And then you get in Brennan Armstrong's face a little bit because like Sam Hartman in past years, Brennan Armstrong will force balls into traffic if you if you get him on his heels. He will. He'll force balls into traffic. And so that's what I want to see Notre Dame be able to do uh, when it comes to, to getting after him. And then when you do bring a pressure, it's got to hit. You've got to feel good about its ability to hit. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to this weekend's big matchup between Notre Dame and NC State, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, 
Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. You don't want to have pr- – here's the thing. You you can say, well, our goal is to c- get pressure, enough pressures by consistently blitzing the quarterback. Sometimes it will hit home. Sometimes it won't. But we'll create enough disruptions to create stops. Okay, that that that's okay in some weeks. But when you're playing a quarterback that's this dynamic with his legs, it can also create problems. So if you're going to pressure, you better have pressures that are designed to hit that will have a very high success rate. Because if they don't hit, if your linebackers get blocked, if your linebackers miss, then he is going to step up and hurt you running the football. And we saw that against UConn. I thought in a lot of ways, UConn did a great job defending Brennan Armstrong. I I do. I I thought in a lot of ways, uh, they did things that allowed him to effectively run run around and and move the football and have success uh, against and see against uh, UConn and, and you look at his product, his numbers from the game, he went 17 of 26 for 155 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, 6.0 yards per carry. If he throws, if he has numbers like that against Notre Dame, you have to feel good about Notre Dame's ability to win this football game. As long as they don't allow this number, he had 19 carries for 96 yards and two touchdowns that, that that's it right there, right? Is you can't allow that. Keep him, keep him in the pocket. When you look at his passing production against uh, against UConn, he went 0 of three on balls twenty yards or more. He went three of six for only forty two yards on passes of ten to nineteen yards. So on throws beyond ten yards, he only had forty two yards, and he went three of uh, three of nine on those throws. Right. Uh, that's where Notre Dame needs to be. You know, he had seven, he went seven for seven on passes behind the line of scrimmage for 63 yards. He went seven of 10 uh, for 36, 50 yards on throws under 10 yards. So there just wasn't a lot of that pass game production against, against UConn, but they were able to move the ball enough because he could run because he had 96 yards on 19 carries. And then that opened up, up other opportunities uh, in, in the throwing game. So look, if he's going to run the football and get some yards on design quarterback runs, okay, as long as you're not letting him gash you in big runs, but that's true of any running back or any run call. That's okay because that allows me as a defensive coach to say, okay, fine, you guys want to run quarterback power. You guys run a quarterback counter. You guys want to run read zone. As long as our defense, looking at it from the defensive coordinator standpoint, is disciplined, we're going to shut that down. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to handle that. But it also allows us to get hits on the quarterback, more hits on the quarterback. What you can allow, is you can't allow him to go make plays running the football in the pass game. 
where it's third and seven, you're about to get off the field, and you let him run for nine yards or more. You can't allow him to flip the field with a long run because you lost contain, because you uh, brought a pressure that didn't hit home, and he took off, and your safeties all have their backs turned because they're playing deep coverage and all that other kind of stuff, and he's gashing you like that. If you If you eliminate those, then this offense doesn't have the weapons around him to be as effective. Because when I look at Robert and I's offense last year at Syracuse and the production they had, they don't have an Aronde Gadsden at NC State. When I look at what they had at Virginia in 2021, NC State doesn't have a Tontavian Wicks. That kid had 57 catches for 1,200 yards that year. They don't have a Ketawan Thompson at 77 catches for 973 yards that year. They don't have even a Rayshon Henry who had uh, 603 yards on 34 carries. They don't have a Jelani Woods who's their number two kind of tight end. Although the position for Ketawan Thompson, they literally had him listed as an FBP, which stood for football player. He didn't have a position. His position was football player, whatever. But he basically played like a hybrid tight end, essentially, is how they how they used him uh, for a, a chunks of the game. And then Jelani Woods is more of a traditional tight end. He caught 44 passes for 588 98 yards. There's literally not a single guy at NC State, in my opinion, that's that's as good as any of those guys, in my view. Now, they're solid. And if you're not disciplined and you're not doing what you need to do, then they can hurt you. But they're not guys that are that, that talent-wise should just take over a game the way that happened. Or even if you look at Virginia in 2019 when they played against Notre Dame, you know they had Hasis Dubois, who I thought was an excellent player. He's a big kid, if you guys remember that game. Uh, and he just he just – if you guys remember correctly, he had like two or three catches where he just went over – Tariq Bracey and just outsized him for the football. You know, he was a kid that was, you know, 6'3", 215, Jersey kid. So Ryan probably loved that, right? I know Ryan's in the chat. Uh, they had Joe Reed, who was a really good kick returner. He was a bigger kid. You know, he was able to go out there. Both of those kids had over 100 yards against Notre Dame in 2000. And uh, when they faced against uh, Virginia in 2019, again, they don't have that kind of guy. They don't have a Terrell Jana like they had that season. Uh, at, at NC State this year, in my opinion. So I, I I believe that if you keep him in the pocket and make this a wide receiver game, shut down the run game, keep Brendan, po- Brendan Armstrong in the pocket and make this a receiver versus DB game, that bodes very well for Notre Dame. When Brendan Armstrong's getting in space, that is problematic for Notre Dame. And that's how a game where you should really keep NC State in check turns into a game where this is a shootout because your offense needs to score against a really good defense. So to me, that's going to be the key. If you take Brennan Armstrong, if you keep him from impacting the game dynamically with his legs this early in the season, I believe NC state's going to have a tougher time to score. So those are the, that's the key for me. Uh, be, be disciplined with your pass rush lanes, allow the defensive line to take this game over, take away the quick game, which that's an easy thing. Notre Dame already kind of is designed to do that the way that they play coverage wise. Then the, and then the final piece to me is if you're able to get good, decent pressure on him, do contain, take his legs away. The second part of that to me is Brennan Armstrong has never struck me as a guy that is a super quick processor of reads. Not that he's slow or not smart. It's just not super quick. And he's got a, I, I believe he's got a bit of a long delivery. So it, the final piece to me is me, really do a good job of mixing up your coverage looks. I don't care that Notre Dame runs a lot of coverages. I'm not a, you know, have nine coverages kind of guy. 
what I like is having three, four, five coverages at the most you're going to use in a game, but then getting to them a lot of different ways. So if we're going to line up this particular way, we can get to three, four different coverages out of this alignment. And if we're going to line up this way, we can get all those, we can get all of our looks out of these different things. And you don't quite know what they're going to do. If Notre Dame can do that and have just some success with their pass rush and keeping Brendan Armstrong in the pocket, if he's making throws from further back with that long delivery and, and just a hair late compared to some other quarterbacks, uh, to me, that's going to result in a defense like Notre Dame, if they're disciplined, being able to get their hands on more footballs than we saw last season. And that should allow them to force in completions, but more so potentially force some turnovers and really get into NC state into some, some difficult second and long third and long type of situations. And that's when you can spy. That's when you can have a guy spying on Brendan Armstrong as if it's third and nine, third and 10, third and 11, all those type of aspects. So th- those are to me, the keys to slowing down Brendan Armstrong and using your town advantages to a degree that allows you to really shut NC state down. This is not a game that NC state should score a bunch of points. If NC state gets over, gets over 20, 21 points, no names defense didn't do some right. And it, look, it's just, it, will they be better in October, November? Absolutely. But this time in the season, game two, this is not a team that should be able to, to have some of that success. And if the weather is not good, then that even adds more, more to the notion of you can't let him run. You can't let him take off with his legs if, if the weather's bad, because that's when you can kind of get into some, you know, throwing over your head situations in bad conditions. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But those are the keys for me for Notre Dame being able to uh, to keep NC State in check this weekend, which is going to be done by keeping Brennan Armstrong in check. So that's part two of today's show. I'm going to do another little quick break here uh, before we come back. I'll be I'll be back very, in about a minute, and we're going to die. We're going to finish the show off by looking at some of the big games from this past weekend. So I'm going to go with a little bit of an intermission here. But before I do, folks, do me a favor: hit that like, hit that subscribe, hit that notification bell, share this podcast, and if you haven't done so already. Sign up for the boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com. I promise you, you're going to love the content that we've got going on there and uh, some pretty good discussion. And some of the things that are being discussed, I'm not overly fond of, but I'm going to be uh, cleaning that stuff up here uh, very, very soon. Uh, it's going to be part of my my weekend assignment for some of those type of things. But overall, love the community. I think you will too if you haven't done so. Uh, go ahead and sign up for that. So we'll be back here very shortly to talk about uh, week two action in college football. <laughs> 